Well, greetings and salutations. I'm Jeff Fredericks, and on the line is Patrick Soika, founder of Rewards Canada, the definitive source for all things rewards programs. Today is Monday, November 21st, 2017, and this is episode number 36 of the Rewards Canada Roundup podcast. As always, our goal is to help you maximize your earning potential and get the most out of whatever rewards program you belong to. Each show, we highlight the best in reward point deals and bonuses. We also cover all relevant industry news, including program updates, enhancements, and changes. And of course, we'll reveal a tip of the week to help you stay on top of your game. This episode of the Rewards Canada Roundup is sponsored by the IHG Rewards Club, Your World Sale, where members save 15 to 30% off destinations across the globe from now until November 29th. Members also receive discounted points plus cash offers and more. If you're not a member, join today. It's free. So let's get on with the show. All right, here we go. Well, Patrick, this is actually episode number 36 of the Rewards Canada podcast. And uh, today's show, we're going to just sort of do a bit of a free-for-all talk about a number of the hot topics in the industry and what's happening and get your perspective as well as um, share some insights on uh, the implications uh, of some of these changes. So let's let's start with what uh, what is happening on the bank front and specifically BMO Bank of Montreal's World Elite MasterCard. Um, word is there's some changes coming down the pike on that and you can just uh, fill us all in on, on what's what's expected. Yeah, so basically what's been happening, there was uh, some rumors going around that there were some changes coming to some of the BMO cards. Uh, we even received notice from BMO to update some of the the wording on our site. Now, the wording didn't tell us what the new changes are. It just told us to remove some of the current wording. So what we've but we, what we've learned from those um, rumors and then also now some confirmations through the terms and conditions on BMO site is that there's two changes happening. One is to the BMO Rewards World Elite MasterCard and the other is to the BMO uh, Air Miles World Elite MasterCard. Uh, the first one, the, the BMO Air Miles, the main change there is that very popular 25% off for redemptions in North America when you redeem for flights via air miles is dropping to 15%. Um, and then right now they're also running a promotion where you get a companion flight. That was set to end at November 30th and that, that's still going to end on November 30th. Uh, but it looks like everything else with that card is kind of remaining the same. It's just primarily the that 25% discount is being dropped to 15%, which is a, which is a pretty big pretty big hit you know to that card because that was the main reason a lot of people were getting that card um but even bigger the bmo rewards world elite mastercard so this is their proprietary program card a very popular card a few years ago we ranked it number one in the travel points category when it overtook uh the kind of revamp capital one before they made their changes back to being a better card um so what's happening here is the card was nice and simple. It was a two percent return. You'd redeem your points for travel via BMO Rewards. So you still have to redeem via BMO Rewards to get your best returns. But rather than um, being a two percent card where they gave you two points per dollar spent, and then it was a hundred points equal a dollar, they're now changing travel to 
Uh, looks like 140 BMO rewards points for $1 in travel. Uh, there's some reports it's 135, so we still have to confirm that. But either way, it's roughly, you know, you're getting below a 1.5% return now for travel on that two points per dollar spending. But what they're doing is increasing the points you earn in certain categories. So dining, travel, and entertainment are being bumped up to three points per dollar. So what that effectively does is if all your spending is just strictly dining, travel, entertainment, you're now getting over a 2% return on travel, just slightly over 2%, not a huge amount. But for most people, it's going to be an average. So I think in general, I think this is going to drop to below 2% for, for most people, which is unfortunate uh, because there's a lot of cards out there that are around that 2% rate. Um, seeing that this card is also $150 a year plus $50 for supplementaries, uh, it's a pretty pricey card in that fact. Um, the other thing that they're adding is uh, statement credit. So basically you can work, you can use it as a cash back card where you can redeem your points for any purchases made on your card, but they have the, the value of, the of your other returns for travel. So basically you're getting, uh, what is it, maybe about a point, between a 0 0.7, 0.8% return, something like that. R really hard to say. Uh, we still have to work all the numbers, but in general, this is a devaluation on the card. Um, all the changes are becoming effective January 15th. As soon as BMO gives us notice of the exact changes, exact numbers, I, I have a feeling they may be playing with this a little bit. Maybe they'll change some things by seeing what people <laughs> do with these rumors, um, but we'll definitely cover it. Overall, it is unfortunately a devaluation. The, the, this card has slowly lost it, it, its reputation as being a, a awesome card over the last couple of years. Like I said, we ranked it number one a few years ago and it's been dropping and that's because of the $50 extra for supplementary cards. Um, now these upcoming changes. So they're, they're just, you know, keeping it, unfortunately, you know, they're, they're tightening the purse springs on it compared to their competitors. Well, you know, it's interesting, Patrick, because it was in fact your ranking that inspired me to get the card in the first place. Um, so you know, here we are. I mean, there was that great sign-up bonus originally. They were really trying to work hard at getting people to to sign up for the new card. Uh, it it did do very well, uh, obviously in the ranking as you mentioned. Um, but but slowly but surely, they're they're starting to strip away some of the things that set it apart. Uh, you know, I have the card. Uh, I've used it a number of times for some some basic travel redemption. It, it worked out fine, but based on what you're describing in, the, in, in these changes, I'm concerned because, uh, quite frank, frankly, I, you know, I'm, I'm not using that card for uh, all my, my dining uh, and, and travel and entertainment. So the things that I do use it for, sounds like I'm not going to earn as much. And then, uh, as you suggested, I'm, it's going to cost me more uh, on the redemption front. So... Um, not not too impressed about that. The other thing that that we were talking a bit about was this idea of of making the whole value proposition more complicated. This is one of the biggest irritants I think for most um, you know collectors is all the fine print and trying to understand the various nuances that uh, that are layered into these cards. Simple, simple, simple is 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 the best way to go. And it sounds like Bimo's. Uh, kind of moving away from that yeah it, it sure seems like it you know um there's cards out there that come out with these category bonuses we see it all the time really good cards too that have category bonuses and they're kind of they're heading that direction but it's it's tough when you've already had a simple product and reverse course it's easier the other direction if you if you've had split categories and you just make it a flat rate card 
we've seen that happen and it makes the users a lot happier, makes things a lot easier. But going the, the reverse direction makes it difficult, makes it a little more confusing. I mean, everybody's still just going to get their two points per dollar on all spending. Now they're getting three points per dollar on those extra spending. And some people may not even look at the redemption side realizing that they've changed the redemption made it worse. They're going to think, oh, I'm actually earning more on this card because they, they've given me a category bonus, bonus. But no, we always say you have to look at both sides of the equation, the earn and the burn. The burn is changing and the earn is changing. Unfortunately, the, the increases on the burn side um, outweigh the increases on the earn side. So uh, yeah, so this card is is getting, you know, they said it's it's just not the same as it used to be, and and unfortunately, the one thing we pushed BMO, they asked asked many times why why can't our card rank higher? It's like well, open it up to any redemptions for travel like your competitors, where you can book travel on any website, redeem your points against it. Technically, you can do that now as of January fifteenth, but it's a super low redemption rate, not the same as booking travel through BMO Rewards. Uh, their their top competitors, MBNA Rewards, World Elite, Mastercard. Amex's membership rewards, they all allow you to redeem with no devaluation of points. You can go to aircanada.com, WestJet, Expedia, you name it, you book your travel, redeem your points, uh, and everybody's happy. So we, we were kept asking BMO about that, but that's something they didn't add in. So I was thinking maybe with these changes, that's something they should. And like I said, technically they did by allowing statement credits, but it's it's a really poor redemption value. Indeed, and um, as you mentioned, the, the whole cashback uh trend continues to to pick up steam so um you know i mean we don't uh we don't work in these organizations so we're not entirely sure what's going on but maybe they have some research or insight that points to uh where where you know their members um preferences are shifting uh to something simple like like a cashback offer yeah so it's kind of um hit and miss between the banks. Some banks are, are pushing the rewards and making their programs stronger. Your Scotiabank, Amex, TD's cashback, even their new whole cashback program is better than what it used to be, but there's still a lot of limitations and, and terms and conditions to, to earning. Like there's uh, a top dollar amount you can spend and then they lower your, redempt, your, your earn rate. Um, so they've made it kind of confusing. But in general, the, the big banks... You know, they haven't been adding that much value to their programs outside of Scotia and Amex. Um, all the others, you know, TD's kind of been flat with their Aeroplan cards, uh, their first class cards. They're putting all their all their money into the cash back right now, so the other cards are kind of are suffering. Um, RBC's been quite flat. They, they haven't been doing too much with their cards either. No, no, nothing positive, nothing negative, which is good. But you know they're all comfortable. They're they're big players. They're not like the little guys who who come in and and we'll talk about this more. Uh, you know, with some of the topics in this podcast with with the unfortunate news that that comes up from Capital One. But you know we've lost cards from Chase. We've lost cards with Capital One, and these these banks just can't compete because they don't have the brick and mortar stores. They don't have the the reputation with with uh, most Canadians. Um, there are those of us who you know are are the the points getters. The whole travel hackers everything you know we're not limited or we don't try to limit ourselves to going to one bank or one issuer but you know what most canadians do they're they're comfortable with bmo they're comfortable with rbc and unfortunately you have your capital ones and your chases they can't compete with that and the big banks know this and they are free to make changes to their cards like bmo is right now um, all right. Well, look, that's uh, that's what's happening uh, in terms of the banks and uh, the big news out of Capital uh, One. Um, 
why don't we talk a little bit about um, some of the other things that uh, are are happening in the space? Um, what's what's another big sort of news topic that you've been you've been tracking, Patrick? Yeah. So as of Thursday, November sixteenth, Capital One discontinued the the ever popular, so good Capital One Aspire. Uh, Travel World Elite Mastercard. Uh, it's always been ranked number one to two in our on our site, depending which which rankings you look at. You know, had the huge sign up bonus, two percent return, redeem it for any travel. And unfortunately, you know, Capital One told us they cited economics due to changes in in the interchange rates that this card was just not um, feasible anymore. So unfortunately, as of Thursday, November sixteenth. They are not accepting new applications for the card. The card has been discontinued for new customers. Good news is, for the time being, is if you have the card, whether it's the grandfathered version from years ago or the current version that ended just this past Thursday, they will continue to support the card. So nothing changes there. You will continue to get the great insurance package. You'll get the two miles per dollar, which is your 2% return towards any travel. Um, that, that continues for the time being. Uh, I'm not sure how long into the future because we know that some of the other capital one cards that were can that were ended like the delta and the isg were eventually totally discontinued and you and you couldn't use them um, the difference here is it's, a, it's their proprietary product so they just may keep it going but they're now putting focus on their of course their aspire cash platinum aspire travel platinum mastercard and probably their biggest card now that the cash their their cash back card with uh, with Costco because they have, they have the deal with Costco so um, really unfortunate news such an amazing card I, I remember when it first came out as the miles something card uh, probably a good seven eight years ago and then they changed it to the Aspire and always been a, a strong competitor so it's so really unfortunate to see this card go Folks, just a reminder, this episode of the Rewards Canada Roundup is sponsored by the IHG Rewards Club, Your World Sale, where members save 15 to 30% off destinations across the globe from now until November 29th. Members also receive discounted points plus cash offers and all stays qualified toward IHG's Rewards Club Accelerate promotion, where you earn up to or from 500 to over 10,000 points. If you're not a member, join today. It's free. Let's start off with the the big news from a little over a week ago or almost two weeks ago was the Loblaw merging PC Plus and Shoppers Optimum. They're, they're two separate programs because one was from Shoppers Drug Mart, one was for the Loblaw chain of, of different grocery stores. As we all know, Loblaw has bought Shoppers, Shoppers Drug Mart a few years back. And just the, the anticipation was when will they merge the programs? Because we know that the, the Shoppers Optimum credit card was ended a little over a year ago uh, with the anticipation that you know, they'll merge the programs and PC Plus runs their own credit card. So now we know that as of February 1st, it's PC Optimum. No longer PC Plus, no, mo- no longer Shoppers Optimum. Program will run pretty similar to what it did before. Um, for Loblaw stores, you'll continue to earn via personalized offers you get each week. Shoppers Drug Mart, they're boosting your earning to 15 points per dollar spent from down from or up from 10. Uh, but they're also changing the, the redemption rates for the shoppers optimum. It's fo- following the PC Plus model of 10,000 points equals $10. Um, but now you only have to redeem 10,000, not 20 like you used to with the, the PC Plus program. Uh, so what that's doing on the low end with Shoppers Drug Mart, 
you're getting a, a better return um, for each dollar spent. But for higher redemptions, you're actually getting a lower lower redemption rate. Uh, we're looking at something like um, with the old program on the higher levels of 38,000 up, you get a 1.57 to 1.79 percent return, whereas now you're getting a straight 1.5. Uh, percent return on your spending versus the lower ends were like around 1.25 so so if you're one of big shoppers uh, shopper then you, you'll do better with the new program if you were somebody spent lots at shoppers uh, it, it's going to be a little bit worse for you not a huge change but no matter what it's it's a little bit less in general I, I think it's good news because now you can earn shoppers optimum points though and uh, you know or if you were shopper's shopper, you could earn the points at Loblaw stores and vice versa. Um, just opens up more options. And, and of course, because of those different options and availability of things, and they're still going to give you bonus offers, I can see why they just went to the to the straight one and a half cents across the board. It just makes it easier. Got it. You know, it's uh, it's funny when you think back to that big announcement when Loblaws acquired shoppers. Uh, it, it was a big deal then. It looks like a bigger deal now as it, uh, as these things all come together, right? There was rumors that these two programs would eventually merge. It's happened. Um, I think one of the things that uh, from a business perspective is fascinating is, is how you're also getting all the insights that come with the data that's being collected um, on, on, on the shopper, shopper, uh, shoppers, drug mark customer, as well as uh, the Loblaws customer. So I think from a business perspective, it's a pretty fascinating story and it does open up a lot of possibilities. Um, and uh, I guess for the end user, it's the uh, simplicity and the option of earning more points uh, depending on how you do your, your your shopping activities, right? Yeah, that's right. It is, it is now fully about the data and, and combining those programs. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, overlap. Uh, one program had 11 million, the other had eight. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of people who are members of both and they'll be combined. Um, but still, it's all, it's all about personalization now in the program. So like, like you, you touched upon the data points and that's that's what it is. It's data and it's going to allow them to, to better track uh, people who are buying things. And it may give them incentives like, oh, we see this person's buying this product a lot at Loblaws. Well, why don't we give, an, an, give them an offer to buy it at Shoppers um, and we'll give them some bonus points in the whole hope that they buy other stuff at that store as well. That they're, they're, they're going to try and get people who may have never gone into Shoppers Drug Mart because, I mean, a lot of Loblaws stores have their own pharmacies, have those products. So, the, so they're kind of selling the same things, but they may want to get into Shoppers. And Shoppers is known to be quite a bit more expensive than, uh, say, like Real Cane Superstore or No Frills or, or Loblaws. So it, it may be a whole push to try and get you to, to shop where they're going to make uh, greater revenues. Yeah, I guess we'll wait and see. But um, I think a lot of people are applauding the move um, and, uh, you know, kind of anxious to see 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 how it all rolls out. Um, all right, well, let's, let's uh, shift uh, over to um, another company that's made a lot of news, certainly in 2017 and, and continues to, and that's WestJet. Um, WestJet... Uh, I've seen a ton of commercials uh, over the last little while about their program and the value of the uh, the companion offer and all those sorts of things. Um, they're also, of course, now promoting the option uh, to redeem on some of their, I guess, partner airlines and Air France would be one of them. Is that correct? That's correct. So earlier in the year, they announced redemption on Delta and they even advanced the program to, to lower it. 
the amount of redemption rate. So they're they're making all this good news, but yeah, just in the past week, even more great news, they've added Air France and KLM. Earlier in the year, they added Air France and KLM for earning WestJet dollars, but now you can redeem WestJet dollars for flights on Air France and KLM. Pretty decent rates in economy class um, for, for redeeming on those two airlines that serve much of the world and are great for connecting to Europe, to Asia, Africa. And then the one we were pushing, and if you look on our blog, we've talked about it, is uh, to Tahiti as well. Because Air France flies and is allowed to sell tickets between Los Angeles and uh, Papiete there in Tahiti. So that you can redeem for that i mean that's a tough one to get we did a lot of research we only found two flights available in about eight months for for that flight but um you know in general this is great news because you're you have so many more redemption options air france and klm combined fly to vancouver calgary edmonton toronto and montreal so just that many more options to use your WestJet dollars flying to Europe, Asia, Africa. Redemption rates start as low as $349 each way to Europe. Um, the highest is to Tahiti, $729 each way. And, and it's, just, it's just providing more and more value to these WestJet Rewards uh, members and, and this program. That's the one thing that, we, you know, again, we were telling them, if you want your card to have your credit card to have more value, the program more value, you need to add partners um, to compete with the, the aeroplans and other frequent flyer programs, and they're doing that. And they're doing it well right now, and they're kind of taking the whole um, methodology that we see with companies like Alaska Airlines. Alaska Airlines isn't part of an alliance. They bring in different partners from all over, and WestJet's doing that as well. I mean, right now, the big three are all SkyTeam Airlines, but we'll have Qantas soon that you can redeem miles on, and that's a one-world airline. So they're kind of picking and choosing airlines from different alliances uh, to partner up with that best suit WestJetters and, and the way they, they fly. So again, great news that you can now redeem uh, your WestJet dollars on Air France and KLM. And vice versa, Air France KLM Flying Blue members will be able to redeem Flying Blue miles for flights on WestJet within Canada to the US to their sun destinations. Um, we were trying to test it out online. It's still not showing up, so we don't know redemption rates. Uh, they say that you can, but we just have not been able to find it at the time of recording this podcast. But as soon as we do know, we will, of course, have a blog post on it. Now, Air France, all well and good. I'm still thinking about that uh, WestJet uh, Tahiti treat. Have you ever been to uh, Tahiti, Patrick? I have not, but is on our list. It is uh, definitely one of those places we want to go. You know, there's great hotels with over the over the water bungalows where you could redeem points for, whether it's Intercontinental, Starwood, Marriott, well, Mar Marriott through Starwood. Uh, Hilton even has uh, some hotels there with overwater bungalows. So there's, it's definitely on our radar, the, the Tahiti and South Pacific. Well, you might have to arrange some kind of fam trip and tell us all about it. How long do you think? How long do you think it would take? Uh, from from Calgary to get to Tahiti. I mean, you'd be doing a bit of jumping from here to there, I imagine. Um, well, with the say it's the WestJet Redemption, so you'd be going WestJet to Los Angeles, which could be from Calgary, Vancouver, Edmonton, um, and then you connect to the Air France flight. And the Air France flight's about eight hours, so it's it's not too not too bad. Um, you know, Calgary to LA is three hours, roughly, give or take some some minutes. You're looking at, and then connecting time. It's it, you're, it's a better part of a day, because you do have to connect. Um, you know, they, there's only two airlines flying between mainland uh, North America and Tahiti, and that's that's Air France and Air Tahiti Nui. Um, Air Tahiti Nui is only partnered with American Advantage right now, 
Um, you know, who knows, maybe that'd be a great airline for WestJet to tie up too, because they, they have a pretty good feed into Los Angeles. So there's always these options, but that would be, um, you know, so we'd be looking at uh, at least 14 to 16 hours for, from Western Canada, from, from Eastern Canada, you're probably looking a little bit longer to, to get to Tahiti. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's an amazing, major commitment, no doubt. All right. Well, look, we've covered off uh, quite a bit of the news in the industry. Is there anything else that you can think of that? Uh, I mean, there's there's obviously some information that we'll update once it becomes available and post on the site. But is there anything else that comes to mind that uh, we haven't touched upon uh, with this podcast? Yeah. So the other thing we added in the past week um, is the return of the transfer bonus from RBC Rewards to British Airways. And now that's only for the Avion card holders. Um, so instead of getting one British Airways Avios for one RBC Rewards point, you're going to get 1.3. Um, British Airways, again, is one of those programs a lot of people don't think about very much, but it, it can provide great value because they have some decent uh, short-haul redemption rates within North America, even better with uh, for short-haul in Asia or in Europe. Um, you have other options like flying Aer Lingus between Toronto and Dublin for only 26,000 Avios, which means you only need 20,000 RBC rewards points. To redeem your RBC rewards points via the Avion chart for that same flight would cost you 65,000 points. So you could actually get three flights <laughs> for, for the price of one. So something to take a look at as well. Uh, a, a lot of the, the, the points maximizers are always awaiting this uh, bonus usually comes around twice per year it is lower than than we typically see a lot of times it's 50 percent. this time it's 30 i think the the past one was 30 as well i hope that's not a continuing trend that it just stays at 30 hopefully they'll bring 50 back as well um so unless you're wanting to redeem pretty quick for british airways flight i would maybe wait till spring to see if the 50 percent offer comes out but yeah if you just need to top off your british airways account for a redemption uh you might as well take take advantage of that bonus better than getting one one avios per point indeed well i guess perhaps the final note uh, for this podcast is uh, one of the busiest shopping days of the year is quickly coming up and that's black friday uh, an opportunity for many people to zero in on some amazing deals uh, as well as um, potentially stock up on some great rewards is there anything in the marketplace from a black friday friday perspective that uh is worth uh, looking out for. There's going to be a lot of hotel deals. We the first one we've already put up. It's the IHG uh, Your World sale, which is actually the sponsor of, of this podcast this time. And you're going to see a lot of other hotel chains. They're they're launching theirs uh, this coming week uh, that the podcast is coming out. So watch for those. A lot of great hotel deals. But then, of course, you're going to have all your, your online shopping deals. The Chapters Indigo WestJet launched their Black Friday seat sale. Um, it, it, the list goes on and on and on and we'll try and cover all the kind of relevant ones on the Rewards Canada site so the hotel deals, the flight deals but if there's some good shopping deals for points um, like Chapters Indigo or, or places like that we'll definitely try and mention them as well uh, best thing is just to, to keep track of all the different sites that, that you normally follow uh, don't delete those emails, read them because there could be some real good steals in some of these places and, and just keep on top of it awesome all right, Patrick. Well, uh, I think that's it for this show, and we'll look forward to catching up again real soon and uh, keeping everyone on top of all the activity in this space. Uh, of course, if there's anything that you heard from this show that you want more information on, reach out to us. If there's anything that you want to share by way of opinion 
on uh, some of the changes that we've mentioned on this show, by all means, reach out to us and and share those as well. Uh, Until next time, happy collecting.